follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk. And sorry I'm running a little late, but I have a special guest on the uh, line. that um, One of my great friends from the University of Wyoming, but he played on the other side of the um, sports. He played basketball. Uh, Reggie Slater. Are you there, Reggie? I am here. I am feeling the love. <laughs> the love man. The love machine. How you, how you doing today, Reggie? I'm, I'm doing great, man. Feeling awesome. I'm actually headed up to Wyoming right now. Oh, well, we're going to have you talk about that a little later on. But right now, give my audience a little bit of background about yourself, where you, you know, you're from and where you played in Wyoming and all that. Can you do that for uh, me? All right. I uh, grew up in Houston, Texas. Um I was a, uh, a fan of a guy named Finnis Dembo, who was at Wyoming prior to me and graced the cover of Sports Illustrated, played basketball, I did, and so did Finnis. Uh, I went up there, met a lot of great friends, uh, played four years, got my degree, uh, ended up playing 10 years professional ball afterwards, uh, Minnesota, Denver, and Toronto, and a few years overseas. Um, now I'm retired. I own um, uh, several businesses throughout the greater Houston area, and uh and am fortunate enough to be uh, talking with one of the great football players <laughs> to ever throwing a pair of sneakers at Wyoming. <laughs> well, thank you, Reggie. But, you know, Reggie, you're doing some great things down in the community in Houston, you know. And um, one that I looked up on the website and seen, you're building a rec center, right? The rec center has been up for about seven months now. Um, it's facilitating a lot of uh, a need for a lot of the kids. Uh, uh, right now we do a lot of volleyball, basketball, dodgeball tournaments in there. We also have a, a section for strength and conditioning, uh, and also a martial arts section. Um, you know, I think it's a really good thing for the community, for the kids. Uh, I've always thought that organized sports is very good in focusing kids to, to keep, to get them on the right path, uh, to stay away from all the, 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 the negative things and negative things that can, that, 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 that can influence young people. Uh, you know, if they get goals set in front of them, they're more, they're less likely to go on that path of, you know, booze and drugs and all that type of stuff like that. So, you know, and what parent doesn't feel proud of their child when they're performing well? Right. So, you know, I'm really excited about the gym. It's going well. Uh, this will be my eighth month coming up here, and it's going well so far. That's good, Reggie. And um, i like to, you know, kind of ask you, because you know you've been in that um – that you know that lime life and all that. Um, for a young athlete coming up, and you know how everybody want to be a famous basketball player, football. What advice would you give them? Because everybody wants that fast, quick money and live that lifestyle. What advice would you give somebody that's coming up? Get your education. 
uh, hone your social skills and communication skills. Uh, you know, fast money goes fast also. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of players. You don't want to – I see what breaks my heart a lot of times, especially with basketball, is a lot of guys that live their life to peak at 20 or 22 mm-hmm. because if they are fortunate to make it to college, most likely they would not make it past that. And once college is over with, there's not going to be as many people waiting to cater to them uh, to their every whim. Uh, so, you know, make sure you, 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 you have high goals and aspirations, you know, for whatever profession, football, basketball, baseball, what have you, but also as a fallback plan, make sure you get that education, whether that's high school or college. Make sure you develop communication skills. The more and more this, uh, this world is moving more and more toward the global economy. So you've got to be able to communicate with people from different uh, backgrounds, different uh, cultures, and empathize or, or be able to understand where they're coming from in order for you guys to network and get a common goal accomplished, which I believe everybody wants to make money. Right. Now, Reggie, would you consider all athletes, you know, like you, me, are we role models? I mean, you know, Charles Barkley said we're not role models. <laughs> yeah, now you're getting controversial on that one. <laughs> Honestly, uh, the best role model is going to be the parent. Right. Uh, the reason I say that, I'll give you an example. I went to a uh, a, a uh, what's a more what a better way to say poorer side, poorer, yes. um, a, a financially challenged area of Houston mm-hmm. uh, about a year ago, and was talking to a group of kids. These were uh, the kids that were in an after day program, um, you know. And then I, and I came there and I talked to the men about setting goals, realizing who they are, living up to their potential. And told the women, you know, the young women, the same thing more or less. But basically, what I'm trying to encourage these kids to 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 to, to think outside the box and and think about when they're older and and even at 13, 14, 15, these guys are examples to their little nieces and nephews or sisters and have responsibilities to be uh, the burden or the responsibility to be the future of America. So start now. Have fun. But prepare now. Again, it goes back to the whole getting your education, uh, developing social skills, so on and so forth. Uh, but at the end of the day, the part that broke my heart uh, was uh, it was a correctional officer there. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he said, well, it doesn't matter what you say to an extent, because if these guys go home and their parents tell them that you're nothing, uh, education is stupid, that, that negative comment by their parent is not going to stay in their ear as much as, the athlete or the actor or the entertainer that's telling them the truth, which is how great and how positive they can be. So in the end, the bigger influence comes from what's at home, which is the parent. So um, I would say parents are the role models. Yeah, I agree with you on that because those are the ones you want to re- – I mean, you respect everybody, but those are the ones you your day everyday life with, you know, and, and, and they're raising you and they're doing the best they can. But, you know, I have another one. I'm going to put you on the spot again, Reggie, you know. <laughs> I don't mind I that. You know. love. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like um, when I was coming out of high school, I didn't care about grades. All I wanted to do was play sports. And, you know, I didn't know later on it was going to hit me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and we, and as, as an athlete, all you want to do is get out there and do the best you can. And, and my coaches wasn't helping. They were like, oh, just go out there and play. But, you know, how can a kid get deterred to saying, you know, if a coach is going to tell you don't go to this class, you're not going to go, right? Correct, correct. Uh, I think at some point I like the, the standards that the NCAAs are putting up there now for the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have them in high school. You know, you gotta, you got you to gotta pass to play. 
but I think at some point there needs to be mentoring programs that grow at the collegiate level. It starts a little bit as a freshman, then grows so much so that when by the time these guys are seniors in college, that they've got it in their head, like, hey, man, I need to get my, you know, I need to get this education because, you know, you go to NCAA.org, and I forget the specific links you go to, it'll tell you the percentage of people that are like, likely to make it from college to the professional. It's not very big. Right. So these older guys can then talk to these younger guys, you know what I mean, right. and keep that process rolling. Uh, I don't think any of us, I'm being frank with you, we're thinking about what I'm going to do at 40 or 45 when I was, 17 years old. I was too busy chasing girls. Yeah, you're right. Like girls <laughs> in the basketball. You know, you know, but but as you get older, you know, and I'll, I'll go back to, and, and I'll talk to kids now, so you don't want to be my age, which I'm 40, you know, those guys think I'm ancient. You don't want to be my age and two or three kids and no way to support them. So, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's important that it starts, you know, with a mentoring program of some sort that, that gets into the kids' heads and stays in there. And when by the time they get a two or three or four years, you know, beyond of, of, of being in that collegiate atmosphere, they're able to mentor the young guys too. You know, go out there and compete, have fun. You know, because you know, organized sports is just like the service to me, the army. You know, it teaches you all the discipline, the focus, the determination, right. all those positive aspects. But alongside with that, you want to be able to use, contain that, and use that when you go into the professional world. And of course, the youngsters are going to be what professional world. I'm going to make you know millions of dollars playing professional sports, mm-hmm. and that's when somebody needs to bring the real to them and say and, and point out how many guys go broke five or six years after they play professional if they make it to the professional area. You know what I mean? There right. needs to be a steady dose of realism to these kids. But I mean, how real is without, it? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Reggie. Without dampening the imagination. Mm-hmm. And the dreams and the aspirations. But how real is it? You know how it is. You know, uh, a young guy, 20, 22, I think it was, while I was with Philly, and you got all this money, you're not looking to maintain because you're thinking, oh, I'm going to keep making this money, right? So you're not worried about saving this, you know, at that time. Yeah. But you you think the next contract I'll save. Next contract I'll save. And that's why I think it's important, it's important to have somebody around you in your group that's grounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not a bunch of yes men because, you know, I don't think your friends are doing you a, a favor if they're always agreeing with you and, and, and going by, complying with everything you say. You need, you need. I mean, at some point, it's almost like a, a, a when you go out drinking, you got to have somebody to be the sober dude. Right. You know, you got to have somebody around in your group that you trust that can say, hey, man, hey, love. You know, stop spending those. Remember, you used to buy me all them clothes, love, like three hundred dollars a pop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have that grounded person in your area. That's not gonna be, always be the most fun person, but you know, it's somebody that can keep you grounded. Whether and it could be your mother or your father or your, you know, your homeboy, your friend, a preacher, somebody. You know, but w- when you get a bunch of people around you that's telling you how great you are, and 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 nobody's, you know. Saying, you know, hey man, you might want to consider this. Then, then you know you're in trouble a little bit. You know. Yeah, I know a friend of mine that played with the Eagles, Keith Jackson. He told me every time he go back home, he give his friends one day. They go all hang out, party all, and that's it. Because that influence, they're not no good influence, but he still want to recognize where he's from. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly. It's not like he said, "Hey, I don't know y'all as my friend," but they're not positive to keep him going. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, that's kind of go back to what you say. You want people around and say, hey, that's enough. You had too much to drink, James, you know? Or you, yeah. or you spending too much. Is that what you're saying? 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, uh, is there out? You know, because sports is now too big. You know, and I think we we looking at sports, Reggie. That's what, and we should be looking at the teachers, the policemen, more than the athlete. Why is that? You know, we don't get well, them the more recognition. I know, and, and in my eyes, those are the true heroes, right? The firemen, the 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 the, the, the teachers that they, you know they have the burden of or responsibility of educating tomorrow's future. I mean, you know, we tend to glamorize what we think is 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 is, is powerful, and right now, you know, it's, you know, they see how that money that's being exchanged in, in in the professional world, pro sports, you know, and 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 uh, you know, our kids just aspire to 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 come up and take care of their friends, this, that, and other. Um, you know, but, but, but again, that money doesn't last if you don't take care of it, you know, uh, especially when you grow up, I think in, in, in a poor environment, I liken it to a fire, a fire and a caveman, you know, if, if a caveman came across fire and knows how to use it correctly, it can stay warm and be for its benefit, right. food, so on and so forth. If it doesn't know what it's doing, he's going to set himself on fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the same way with money. You have to learn what money is. It's not just one way. It's not, you know, and the kids have to understand that. Uh, you know, and, and, they, and more so, you know, Yogi Berra has a quote somewhere. I think it says that, you know, the game is 90% mental. Yeah. Somewhere, around the, somewhere around the line, the guys have to figure out, and I used to use this example, Shaquille O'Neal or Kevin Garnett get paid a lot of money, a lot of money. However... The guys that own the teams, if they're paying those guys that amount of money, they're making a lot more. Right. Now, I'm sure those guys never bounced a ball or caught a football in their life. Now, that's the guy you need to look up to. Exactly. How do you get there? You have to get your foundation straight. Go to your teachers. Learn your arithmetic, your math, your reading, your reading comprehension, so on and so forth. I think that these kids need to figure it out. Well, Reggie, don't go one way. We're going to take a quick break. And we got Reggie Slater on the line, real good, great, good friend of mine. And this is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in NFL history? Tune in to Wide Open with Andre Rison. Andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport. There will be celebrity guests, coaches, players, artists, and more. He'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week. Tune in to Wide Open with host Andre Rison. Featured Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, 
Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I have Reggie Slater on the line. Still there, Reggie? There we go. Still the love. Well, you know, I know you're driving down to uh, Wyoming and I'm loving, but before you drop a call again, tell us what you want to do right now. you going down to a basketball game. You're going to go and watch a game you do every Every year. Uh, well, here's the deal. A, a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago, probably about, probably about 10 years ago, I, you know, I, I, uh, I'd always keep up with the basketball, with the Pokes, and, uh, and see how they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started hearing about this kid getting in trouble, that kid going in trouble, and I thought to myself, why isn't somebody talking to these kids? And then the following question that came to me is, why don't you? So what I did was I started uh, coming up here, and, you know, I just try, I asked the coaches to take a second to talk to them about, you know, getting a little act right in their, uh, in their, in their uh, daily diet. Mm. You know, have fun, but, you know, you got to get some act right. And I usually try to bring somebody up there with me uh, that has played so that they can get, you know, advice from older dudes uh, from, you know, that might have different backgrounds and different perspectives. Right. Um, you know, so that's why I'm going up there to see a couple of games, see some old friends, but also try and, you know, get back to the young guys so that they can never say, well, nobody told me about this, mm-hmm. you know? Now, now Reggie, now, um, if a lot of people, because y'all do a reunion too like that, you come back, y'all come back for homecoming, because I know, isn't it great because how we was at Wyoming and everybody keep in touch with everybody and friends stay, you know, at least give a phone call here and there? Yo, yeah, man, that's fantastic, man. And it's cool to see it. You know, how we've always all developed and, and grew and the families and, and you know, where life has taken us all in our different directions. You know, some of us, um, you know, it's hard to find guys. I got a couple guys I have no idea where they are. And I'm looking, I'm, I'm about to put them on Unsolved Mysteries. But, uh, <laughs> but, but for the most part, man, it's always good to catch up with guys. You know, a guy named Reggie Page who I played basketball with. I hadn't heard from that guy in years. And he popped into Houston uh, about six months ago. And he and I went out to dinner with uh, a couple other basketball guys, Mike Brown and Tim Bro, and caught up and had a great time. And, you know, like I said, when we was down in Wyoming, the football team, we was all good. We were friends with the basketball team. It wasn't just because of the basketball team and football. We were all a family down there, and that's what you need, and that's what the young kids need to do, you know, stop being separate, you know, like you say, culture and race, and just be one. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a good saying out there, I read the other day, and it's been out there forever. You know, you can't even pick up a pebble with one finger. You know, you need to, as a group, get together, and then you can accomplish something. You know? Well, you know I got to lay this on you. What did you think about that LeBron thing, Tim? 
I mean, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> you know I had to ask you that. <laughs> People probably, I mean, you know, here, here, here's the dealio. Uh-huh. Uh, the way the free market system is, man, I mean, you know, he can go wherever he wants to go. Right. I, I have to agree with, um, with with some of the older guys, the MJs and the Charles Barkley. I, I highly doubt if you would have ever seen uh, Dr. J getting on the same team with Larry Bird. Or, or or Magic and Larry on the same team, or Isaiah and Michael. I mean, you know, that's part of the whole challenge of this thing is getting in the group and raising raising the level so that, you know, everybody picks their level up. Right. You know, I, I think a perfect case in point to me was in the mid-'90s when, when Michael Jordan retired. And Scottie Pippen was still great, but they weren't winning any championships. Right. You know, uh Mike was one person that, that, that brought Pip's game up. Hell, Pip's a Hall of Famer now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when, when you get, you know, you know, Wade, I think, will probably be in the Hall of Fame, and, and LeBron, too. Bosh, I don't know so much, but, but I mean, that's – I mean, but it is what it is. Because at the same time, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, owner was talking about loyalty. I've been on that, on that slashing side when they've gotten rid of guys. <laughs> yeah. I was set one day in the shower. I mean, <laughs> it can be pretty brutal out there, man. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I don't disagree with what he did, but it's, it's something that's uncommon, and, it, and, it, and as a shock to people, it, it caught everybody's attention. Right. No, I, you know, I asked all, everybody this, Reg. You know, when you came out, do you think these players from college can pay too much and they haven't proven themselves? I mean, they get a $50 million contract, haven't even proven themselves, and you have a guy that's eight-year in and not, you know? Yeah, exactly. See, what the, what the NBA does, especially, is they draft on potential. Potentially, just get a kid to be a twenty and ten guy or, or something like that. Right. Uh, and 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 the, and the and the terrible cycle that that starts even at you know twelve, thirteen years old is this good kid is good in football or basketball. Um, all the parents are just loving on them uh, and catering to them. Next right. thing you know, you got uh, a coach that's loving on them, catering to them. Um, he, you know, he, and he, in, in, uh, you know, he gets people surrounding them that are good. Well, at some point, that kid's gonna have to stand up, you know, for himself. Because when you get to the college level, it ain't like there's a bunch of, it's not a, like there's a bunch of slugs out there. Yeah. Everybody's a stud, and even more so when you get to the NBA. Right. You know, so that's where you know. Yeah, I mean, if I, I put it to you like this. I could average 30 rebounds a night if I was playing against some sixth graders right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, right now. Right. <laughs> but, you know, you, you, you know, you, you get some of these kids and you put them, you know, in situations where they have to actually work yeah. because it, it, it's harder for guys when things are naturally given to them. You know what I mean? Right. Because they, they, don't, they, they don't appreciate what God's given to them. You know, LeBron jumps up higher than most guys I've ever seen. But uh, – but if he had to work for it, you know, it's just a different mentality. It's difficult for me to explain it, but it, 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 you respect it more when you work for it. I mean, yeah. when anything's given to you, it's not as special. So you feel he's going and get it given to him by teaming him up with Bosch and um, Wade? That's almost, yeah, that's almost, a, that's almost a, it's about to be given to you. You know, almost. I mean, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. The playoffs is a totally different creature than the, than the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, We'll see. Isn't that what we as fans want to see, like a LeBron against a Wade? We don't want to see them on the same team, right? We want to see them competing and fighting against each other, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. You're exactly right, man. You want to see the 
you know, you, you know, exactly. You want to see guys compete. That's that's the greatest thing about sports, about life, is competition because it it raises everybody's level of intensity and focus, and and you see great games and you see great products that come out. Uh, but when you put it in a, in a formula where you don't have to compete as much, it's not as exciting. So, you know, you you think they're gonna win it? Uh, this year, I don't know. Because I mean, the East is still. I mean, I, I still have a lot of respect for. Um, first off, for Boston, you know, them guys are older than God. Man, they're older than I don't know what, but they're still looking good. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Orlando's still looking good, so they got to make it out the the East. I mean, honestly, I think whoever wins it this year is probably going to come out of the East. Uh, but in saying that, for the last two years, I've said, man, I don't know if LA is going to even make it to the playoffs and somehow they always make it <laughs> you know but they so, have they have a little bit of problems over there with la you know and they talk yeah, about trade and is it because kobe getting older and everybody expecting kobe can't do as much my perspective man is the big guys play soft yeah i mean if if if, 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 if uh if a guard can come into your house and do whatever you want to without being knocked on his butt or or something and there's no fear, then, you know, I was looking at the Boston-L.A. game the other day and almost vomited. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Kevin was having his way with, with Gasol and Bynum. And, you know, it's almost like, to the point that they don't care. I mean, you know, and I, for and there was one moment, with, I think in the fourth quarter, where Gasol was posting up uh, Glenn Davis. And, and uh, he's probably eight, nine inches taller than this guy. And Glenn has basically overpowered him. And from then on, I saw Kobe just started demanding the ball. Well, you know what? If I was in Kobe's situation, I would have been pissed off at Paul, and I would have demanded the ball too. Right. You know? I mean, I, I think, you know, Paul and, uh, and, and, and Bynum, they got to toughen up. They're going to have to toughen up if they're going to win it this year. All right, we got a couple of minutes. But, Reggie, I want to tell you thank you for calling. And, and before we leave, I'll tell the little people out there what you want them to know. Want them to know? Yeah. Hey, man, keep working hard. <laughs> That's about the only thing I do know, man. You know, I, I tell kids a lot of time when they get frustrated, frustrated at different issues and obstacles because those are going to come, at, come uh, at you in your life, man. But, you know, it's not time to get mad. It's time to think. You know, one, one, of, the, one of the best quotes that I've ever heard Michael Jordan say, and I found it to be true, is whatever's troubling you right now, obstacles are an illusion. That same thing that's troubling you right now, in a year you won't even know what that is because yeah. you just passed it and moved on to something else so don't get too caught up in, in today and in, in what's wrong today because if you if you keep focused and keep your head positive uh, you know you're you going to get past it but you know it takes work as well as thinking I'd definitely like to do a reunion with all you guys on the line one day Reggie we'll set that up yes, you sir. know with Finesse and Timbro and all that so we definitely will set that up and you know, me and you and, you know, everybody, we have great friends. I'm glad to be a friend of yours. And, you know, you, like I said, you know, you always call in with me and get on the line. And like you say, let's do this. Let's do it, love. All right, we'll be good. All right, thanks, Reggie, and be safe. Right. Tell All everybody right. I said hi. I will. Take care. Bye. You know, callers, um, Reggie Slade, a great friend of mine from University of Wyoming, played in the NBA. And, you know, he's doing great things out there in Houston, and that's what we look for. And these athletes, like you say, to give back and help these kids and, you know, and just show them the way because they might not have nobody to show them the way. And then that's why if you have somebody that's been there 
and can tell them what it's like and you know show them and, and guide them in the right direction, you know, it won't have all these kids get in trouble when they get all this money and, you know, so, you know, people like Reggie, you know, I take my hat off to, you know, I'm glad to know him and he's doing great things. He will be back on the show. But, you know, after the break, you know, we're going to have a friend of mine from high school, Sean Sanderson, will be on the line. So this is James Loving, and I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk, and we'll be right back after this break. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Each week, take a visit inside the locker room of your favorite sport with Dez Clark. Paul Fresh Clark and Lester Scudder Davis as they bring you sportsmanlike conduct. As a current player, Des Clark can bring you inside the sports world like nobody can. His co-hosts represent the fans of the sports world. With both points of view on the table, it becomes an engaging and entertaining program to say the least. Sportsmanlike conduct can be heard Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. My next guest, I'd like to give a little background on you know, I went to school out in um, Chicago, Illinois, Allen B. Shepard, and how um, I played basketball, football, and I played baseball. And, and the school was like, you know, um, I don't know, how should I say it? Mostly, you know, um, only a few blacks went to the school, you know. And when I went to the school, I have never in my life felt more than welcome. It wasn't no racism, and everybody was free. So I met this one gentleman, you know, uh, who's on the baseball team and football. And uh, just great. I mean, just like a brother. I mean, when we didn't look at color or cultural, not you know, we hung out and nothing and laugh. And um, color. I mean, um, listeners out there, I would like to do Sean Sanderson. You there, Sean? Hi, James. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty crazy up here in Chicago with this storm, man. <laughs> yeah, just out of this world. Is it that bad? Uh, it was that bad. I mean, I seen trees that were 
bent halfway over, winds at 50 miles an hour. I walked out the door. I had drifts four feet high up against my house. So it's been a pretty long evening out there shoveling all night and shoveling this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to get back to you around 2 o'clock, I, uh, Chicago time here. I've uh, just been a little caught up. Actually, my phone, Hello, this, James, my phone went berserk on me on Friday. I lost, you know, all my clients' numbers, scouting directors, general general managers, cross-checkers, all your major universities around the country. It's been uh, a very disheartening few days for me, and my numbers are forever lost oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, there's no way I can retrieve it, but uh, I finally was able to get to you, though, and track down the numbers, so... Well, I'm glad, uh-huh. Sean, you called in and took time out. You know, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, Sean, about you fun. and what you do. And I was uh, I went to Shepherd High School, graduated in 1985, played football and baseball there. Quarterback, James was our number one receiver for many years over there. I, he was the hookup man. You get the ball to James, and you'd move it down the field for us, James. I uh, went on to Bradley University, played baseball four years there in the Missouri Valley Conference. From there, I played a couple years of professional baseball in uh, Salt Lake City Trappers in 1989, 1990. That was in the Pioneer League. In 1990, I played in the New York Penn League for Derry Sailors. Uh, got out of that. Got out of professional baseball. Worked 14 years on a trading floor. While I was doing that, I've been a professional baseball instructor up here for the uh, last 20 years. And Good Lord's blessed me. I've been very fortunate. I've been, uh, you know, helpful to over 300 families and placing their kids into college. I've been very fortunate to, to have trained over 150-plus Division One baseball athletes. Um, I've trained over 50 amateurs that have been drafted into professional baseball. I currently have five guys in the big leagues right now that I've trained. I expect six to seven guys in the big leagues in the next one to two years and up to ten guys in the big leagues in the next three to four years. So, you know, I, I kind of found what uh, what the good Lord's calling for me was. So I've been very happy just being a teacher and uh, teaching uh, baseball. And so I've got a, I've also got a travel baseball program that's regarded as one of the top ten programs in the country. It's called Top Tier Baseball. Our website is Top Tier Wins. Dot com. Uh, we average about four to seven players every year right out of high school drafted into professional baseball. We also, for the last uh, 10 years, we average between um, uh, nine and 13 collegiate players Ooh. drafted into professional baseball. Those are guys that had played in our program and had to go to college, whether to get stronger or refine their skills. And right. So we've been, we've been very successful in that department. Now, Sean, what made you get into doing this? I mean, you just had a love for the, or did you really, you want, I know you love helping people, because when I was a shepherd, you know, you guys, Jeff Renich and all you guys, y'all, y'all helped us, you know, me, Jamel, Keith, you know, what made you get in? I, you know, I, it's my passion, you know, there's, there's a couple of things I do very well, and one of the things that you, you need to do while you're coming up is to identify what you truly like. You know, James, a wise man once told me, you know, do do what you love, you know. And I remember being a kid, and I'd be like, well, heck that, man. I want to make some dough, you know. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, again, I worked 14 years on the trading floor. I burnt out down there. Um, but I didn't truly love it as much as what my passion was, and that was baseball. But 
I, you know, if there's one piece of advice I could give someone is truly find what you love, no matter how mundane it is, whether it's making fishing lures or knitting or whatever it is. Because if you truly love what you do, you have no problems putting in 12 to 16-hour days. Mm-hmm. And, and when you put 12 to 16-hour days in, you're going to make the money. You know, you're going to be on the cutting edge, edge of your industry or your craft, and you'll be extremely well. And usually when you're very good at that, the money will come behind it. So, you know, I, I think the reason why and how I got into it is I just followed my heart, my passion, James. Well, Sean, have you ever had a troubled kid, you know, that you had to go and talk to? What, what did you say to that kid? I know you probably had one or two. Yeah, I've had a little more than one or two. But, um, you know, I try to stay positive with them. One of the things is, you know, I get kids, whether they get in trouble or whether they get caught with drugs or drinking or they're not hitting the books or something uh, or they're getting um, not good uh, recommendations, whatever it may be is that I try to talk to them. I try not to. You know, if somebody does something wrong, I try not to uh, punish them. I try to lead them mm-hmm. to the right way. You know, I believe in, like, say, I had one kid that, uh, you know, got caught with marijuana. Uh-huh. You know, and I you know, I could have kicked him off my baseball team and this and that. And, right. You know, I didn't. You know, I, I, I talked to him. And I tried to reach out to him and, and gave him some, some, some chances to uh, follow the right path. And so I'm a big believer in... Not necessarily punishing the kid at all mm-hmm. until you've made you've exhausted every other avenue. I, I truly believe that you need to lead the kids the right way. You know, the kids are a little different than when we grew up, James. You know, I'm I'm a big believer that you need to earn the right to bark at them. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and uh, this way, when you do bark at them, you have their eyes and ears. You know, so. That's so usually what I do is try to kill them with kindness. You get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. And you know how you know we're going. On. We did things too that was wrong. Probably didn't get caught, but you know I'm like you. I believe kids gonna need second chance because then you can show them, show them what they made that mistake, so they won't make it again, right, Sean? Yes, that, that's exactly it. And and you're also showing them some compassion, some patience, um, and you're also gaining their trust. And I think when you start to gain their trust, you know, they don't want to let you down because it's too, it's too hard. To, it's too much guilt associated with it. So, you know, I, I truly believe in, in leading them and, and talking to them and gaining their trust and confidence. So, Now, when they do do something, Sean, there's got to be some consequence, right? Uh, yes, I do agree. Um I think you can layer it out to them in steps, mm-hmm. um, you know, with each step being more severe. Um, you know, I think I see too much. Like, for example, I see some kids that get caught doing something bad, and they're a senior in high school. Uh-huh. And they may not be able to attend college unless they get that scholarship. Right. Well, it's all about the kids. It's all about getting that education first. And if they got to use athletics to go get an education then don't deny them that education. And I see kids that will make a mistake when they're a senior. It'll be a big year. They're trying to get that scholarship. And they're, 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 they're kicked off the baseball team or the football team. 
And so now they lose the scholarship. Now their opportunity to get an education, which is life skill, uh-huh. is now in jeopardy. And I think that when you go, and I think you see some administrations or schools go and they, and they, they drop the hammer on them rough, what happens is, you know, you're denying them something that they need for life skills. And they'll be paying for that mistake, not for that school year, mm-hmm. but they may pay for that mistake for a decade, two decades, if they can't get that education. Right. So I think when it comes to the schools, I think that uh, sometimes they're a little rough. You know, they rule with an iron fist. And, and I think it needs to all be about the kids and help facilitate in the process of getting that education, even if they're using athletics. And if they get wrong, there should be some consequences. I'm a firm believer in that. But to deny them their only means of getting to college is is got consequences that could last for a long time. And and I'm not so quite sure I believe in that method. Well, sir, I, I I got a great question. I'm gonna ask you. I'll break. I'll take a little more time. But you know, I want that. But uh, we still finish up this thing. But. When 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 you go, um, you know, we could talk about that because you know we great friends. We have kids going to like a different school, blacks and white. How can they jail when they get their culture is so different? So you know what I'm saying? Have you ever had that with players that they weren't getting along because of their race and all that? Yeah, I think um, you know I've watched over the years um, the racism and the tolerance, and it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. And I think you know. Uh, it's a delicate question, but I think the kids coming up, the white kids, you know, have certainly have gotten a better a better grasp of being tolerant of different ethnic backgrounds. Mm. And I certainly believe that that first step was needed by white kids because of, you know, the disadvantages that, you know, color or ethnic kids had to, had to deal with. And so, you know, I continue to think that we need to make the first step and continue that process I think that coaches and, and schools need to do their part in trying to make it a family or a close knit school. Well, I don't so want everyone could, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so everyone can put their barriers down. You know, so you know that's a process that takes some nurturing and and some evolving. But um, you know, it's up to the parents and the teachers that are actually at the school to. Um, help facilitate that process and lead, you know. Well, I, I ask you that, Sean, you know, because I want the listeners to know that, you know, when I was a shepherd, you know, we don't, we had a great family there, you know, and I, and I look at that, and you go everywhere you go, and I went to the University of Wyoming, and you look at that as still as a family, no matter who it is, you know. So that's why I had asked you that question, because you guys, had, you know, we all got along there, you know. It wasn't, we didn't look at color. Yeah, no, we didn't. And, you know, I think some of it is that we were in the trenches side by side fighting together. I'm <laughs> yeah, in ours, right. you know, and it becomes like a little fraternity, a little family inside mm-hmm. the locker room. And, you know, and that stuff together, when you have to unite and bring everyone together, athletics, or whether it's a chess club or any type of function, you're able to find some common ground. Mm-hmm. And you're able to find that you're on that side. You know, you're on the same team. And everything usually falls in place after that, James. Right. And and that's what happened with us. Everything fell in place, and we found our ground, you know, and nobody wanted disrespect for each other. So you're right, Sean. I agree with you on that. But so I, I'm really excited that you had the call and, 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 
inviting me on this show. I, you know, I'm certainly looking forward to this opportunity to get out there. And if there's any type of uh, input or insight I can share with anybody, you know, it's, that's what I do is I teach. Oh, so. def- definitely you will. But we'll take a break. And don't go nowhere, Sean, because we want to stay on the line and talk a little bit more about how you can help people out here and all over the world. So this is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. We'll be back with my guest, Sean Sanderson. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I'm back with my guest, Sean Sanderson. You leave me, did you, Sean? I'm still with you, James. That snow ain't blow you away, did it? No, it didn't, you know, not at all. Well, Sean, before I wanted to ask you a question, you know, this is our last segment, but I'd like to get more of you telling people more about, you know, I, I'm excited, you know, you know, I know you as as you, and I'm great to find out. i seen on Facebook what you was doing. I had to email you, like, you know, I'm proud of you, Sean, all like that. Mentoring these kids, you know, because I'm about always helping kids. I love going to speak to kids and help them, anything I can do. You know, and I definitely love trying. We try and get you out and talk to kids around. You know, you know, but if you have a kid, you know that everybody want to play that that pro sport, right? You know, and to get there, you, you got to set goals, right? 
You absolutely need to set goals. And, you know, one of the things I can say is don't let anybody, anybody ever tell you you can't do something. Um, you know, but you also need to, you know, take in the real probabilities. But it's okay to, to dream. You need to have dreams so you can reach for new heights. Um, you know, if you play professional baseball, uh-huh. you're in the top 1% best athletes in baseball in the world. That includes China, Venezuela, Dominican, whatever whatever place. You're in the top 1% best baseball players in the world. Out of that 1%, that's 0.01% of the total world's baseball population, 0.05 of the 1% make it to the big leagues. So you're talking 0.005 of the total world's baseball population that you have a chance of making it to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Those aren't very good odds. Yeah. You know, but along the way, you're able to go and get an education. You're able to go and meet people. You're able to have self-esteem, confidence from it, travel around from one university to the next, meeting people from all different walks of life. It's really amazing. I remember I came out, football was my first love. Mm-hmm. And baseball, so football was my heart. Baseball was my head. I knew I could go further in baseball, mm-hmm. meaning a higher level at college athletics. Well, I followed my head because I knew I had a better chance of going pro in baseball. Mm-hmm. And what it did is exactly that. I went off to college, and, you know, you kind of feel good. You're on campus. Everyone knows you're an athlete. It's a, it's a privilege. Build self-esteem and confidence up, and you travel around to different universities. You're able to meet a few extra girls. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it treated me so well that baseball became then my first love. Uh-huh. So I guess for kids that whether they're, you know, they they had that decision between one uh, sport or the next. Uh, you know, I had one ball player, Joey Gans, who was a quarterback at Nebraska, mm-hmm. and. Um, Two years ago, he was player of the game in the Gator Bowl. And Joey, you know, I had for several years, he could have been a prolific hitter in college Mm -hmm. and and played pro ball. He's now playing, if I'm not mistaken, pro football. He's not in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. Forgive me, Joe, if I'm wrong. But had he stayed in baseball, he may have have gone on to pro ball and then have been able to realize how good – Baseball has traded him, right. but football was his first love. So, I guess that you know that's a real tough one, James. If you have to decide between your heart and your head, uh, you know I always say follow the head. You know the one that you think you get the most out of, because it will become your first love. And, and that's um, that's funny you said that, Sean, because I think I should have played baseball instead of football, but I chose football. You know why is that? I followed the wrong thing. Well, you followed your heart, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were an incredible athlete in high school, and uh, I guess with all things being said, James, you got an education, you got right. life skills, and you're out there right now doing a righteous thing, helping kids. Right. So that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good path you're on, regardless. Right. But you know that that's a, I think a a, a very common situation that kids got to battle between football and baseball. It's too often I see fathers, you know, I don't want to pick any dads out there, mm-hmm. but I see fathers always putting, you know, trying to push a kid to one sport or the next, right. you know. And I think that, uh, you know, they, 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 
a guy had a ball player, uh, I don't want to say his name, but, uh, you know, played for Illinois in football. Mm-hmm. And he's a kid throwing 91 miles an hour coming out of high school. And he threw across his body, and he had a stride like he was only, you know, three foot five. And had he fixed those two flaws, he could have been throwing 95 coming out of high school. Then it could have been a very high draft first couple few rounds. You know, but he had a father that was always trying to push him towards the sport that I think he wanted him to play. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that when it comes to that, they need to put that in the kid's hands, and they need to let the kid train and everything towards what he wants to do. And I see parents too often vicariously living through their children. Right. And, you know, they kind of try to, you know, they kind of quietly try to push them towards sports and this and that. And that's a common theme you see out there nowadays. But, um, you know, it's all about the kids, James, you know. Right. You know, good, good, good. the kids come up and, and they get that education. They do well. And it makes for a better world, a better country, well, better people. Well, that's what my question was. But we only got two minutes left. But we're going to have you back on the show to talk about that. Should, you know, sure. I agree with you saying let the kids decide, not the parent. Because, you know, I coach football and I think. But we're going to get you back on the show definitely. We're going to talk about that. But two minutes left, Sean. Tell all, all the listeners out there again what you're doing and, you know, and, and give them all the con- and contact numbers for you. Well, I um, again, if anybody needs has any questions, you can always feel free to call me at 708-261-5886. Our website is TopTierWins.com. I have a partner, Todd Fine. He's a great friend. He's a co-founder of Top Tier Baseball with me. Um, you know, you can contact us through Top Tier. Um, I just want kids to be able to go out there and get that education first and foremost. You know, I do some advising with players, and, you know, my bias is for these kids to go and get an education. Yeah, most kids that go and sign a pro contract right out of high school, you know, there's a 75% chance in baseball, if you sign a pro contract, that you will never go back and get your college education. 75%. Mm. And if you complete a year in college, those odds go down, you know, the percentages. But I think that the kids need to be aware of thinking education first versus, you know, professional sports. Go to school. It's a good thing. You're getting life skills, and you're refining the skills of your sport that you're trying to master in. You're getting stronger, and you're getting wiser, and you're getting experience. So that's my recommendation. Get that education first. Make your parents proud. Prepare for the future in the best possible way you can. Thank you, Sean, um, for calling in. And like I say, on the field and off the field, me and you are always going to be friends, you know. Uh, uh, I, I love you, Jimmy. You're a good, good, good man. Thank you for calling in. We're going to have you back on the show. We're going to talk more, you know, whenever you can in the later weeks. All right. Give me a jingle, Jimmy. Thanks All right. for having me. All right. Good. Clean up that snow out there. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See you, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. And, bye. And that's James Lovey, my great friend. I'd like to thank uh, Reggie Slater, and I'd like to thank my friend Sean Sanderson. And this is James Lovey with hosting Loving That Sports Talk, another show. And tune in for next week and see what we have on the show. 
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.